Amen. Well, it's good to be here, everybody. Take your Bibles, go to Proverbs chapter number three. Proverbs chapter three. I am excited to be in church. We do miss our pastor and his family, so keep them in their prayers, in your prayers as, as they are traveling. We look forward to seeing them next Sunday. It is a privilege to, to, to preach the word this morning, to, to share this with you. Proverbs chapter number three. We'll start in uh, verse number one in just a second. But I, I battled a lot with this, this sermon. Went a lot of back, back and forth if I was going to preach this passage or not preach this passage. And this was uh, going through some things in my life. Personally, I kept going back to this passage. And God was teaching me some things. And I just felt like uh, God wanted me to share with you what he's been sharing with me in this passage. This is a very familiar passage. And uh, verses five and six specifically, um, but I think I think this this passage gets taken out of context a lot and is abused uh, a lot. And so we're going to talk about that, and I'm going to share you uh, some some truths from this passage that I hope will be a blessing and encouragement to you. Proverbs chapter three. We'll start in verse number one. The Bible says, "My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments." For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Verse number five, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Let's pray, and we'll jump right into the message. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for the worship this morning singing about your amazing grace, singing about how you are our cornerstone, you are our hope. Thank you for that. I ask that you would um, direct our hearts towards your word, towards your truth. Speak to us, change us, and give me the words to say as I preach in Jesus' name. Amen. So, the book of Proverbs is a very interesting book. There's a lot of wisdom in this book. It's a book of wisdom. It's a book book of wise sayings. And a lot of scholars do believe that um, most of Proverbs was written by King Solomon the wisest man to ever live. And we can tell here from this chapter, the beginning of it, that he's, he's writing to his son. And I, I picture this, this, this chapter specifically as a plea to, to Solomon's son. He's writing a personal letter to him. And he's, he's, he's begging his son to keep his heart in the right place, to, to stay in that relationship with God. The first few chapters of Proverbs is Solomon praising wisdom, talking a lot about wisdom and the importance of it in our lives. The whole book is just a compilation of wise sayings. And uh, I I read this quote this week, and I I thought it was really good, speaking of wisdom. It says, the pursuit of wisdom is not an end in itself. It starts with a relationship with God and leads to a, to a righteous life that seeks the blessing of the hearer's world. You see, wisdom isn't the goal. 
God is. And when we have a relationship with God, wisdom comes from that. That's where the wisdom comes from. It comes from him. Having wisdom, being a wise person to make just wise decisions is important, but that's not the goal a relationship with God is. And we're going to see this morning how this is how that we can navigate life's decisions based on this passage of scripture. The things in this passage doesn't come natural to us. This chapter, it doesn't come natural to us to be wise, to, to not be selfish. We're selfish people by nature. And we're going to see some practical steps for navigating life. The point isn't to fulfill a list of do's and don'ts. There's some things in this passage, there's some, some, some commands, some things God wants us to do, but that's not the point to fill a list of do's and don'ts. The point is, is to focus on God and not ourselves, to love God and not ourselves. That's the, that is our goal. You see, we all want success. We, we, we all want peace and long life, as, it, we, we, as we just read. And if we follow these things, God's going to give us those things. We all want that. We all want acceptance by people around us. But there's a battle going on. There's a battle. And the battle is for our hearts. The battle for your heart. That is the title of our message this morning. The battle for your heart. God's way versus our way. This is a very big battle because whoever wins this battle is going to be the guide of your life, is going to dictate your life, is going to direct the steps of your life. Whoever wins this battle, the guide of your way or God's way. So my question for you this morning is very simple, and it's this. Who is going to be the guide in your life? Who's going to guide your life? Who's going to direct your life? Is it going to be you? Is it going to be other people? Or is it going to be God in his word? So we're going to look at, look at this morning some really, really practical principles for us this morning. Before we jump into the message, I have a, I have a story. So I grew up backpacking with my, with my dad. Um, I like I like camping. I grew up near the mountains of North Carolina. A lot of camping, and um, me and my dad, we would uh, we love to go like backpacking, like not like on a campground, like where there's restrooms and electricity and stuff. Not not like camping like that, and not like glamping. I know some people like that, like my sister. Like camping for my sister is like going to the Holiday Inn and just like chilling at the pool. Like, no, that's not what me and my dad did. We, I grew up where we would go out into the woods, like miles out into the woods, and everything that we, that we had to survive, we, we hiked in and we had it on our backs. Okay, we, we, we brought our tent, we brought our food, we brought everything. There were no, there were no restrooms out there. We went like primitive camping, and that was, that was fun for us. We, we enjoyed it. We would just go out for a few days out in the middle of the woods. And, um, but when you go camping like that, there's something, there's something very, very, very important that you have to have. Okay, it's more important than a tent. It's more important than a sleeping bag. It's more important than a flashlight or f- even food. The most important thing when you go camping like that is you need a map, okay? Because you're out in the middle of nowhere. I remember this one time me and my dad were out there. We were hiking on this trail, and this bear ran right out in front of us. 
It was like, it was a cub. And whenever there's a cub, there's a mama bear. So we were like freaking out, like, what is going on? So we like got out of there really quickly. But like, we're in the middle of nowhere and you need a map to guide you. Okay. But just having a map, that's not good enough. You got to know how to read the map. Okay. It's very important. Okay, maps are, okay, especially because in today's society, we're all spoiled with these GPSs on our phones. Like, if I were to pick up a map today, I don't even know, like, what direction it's supposed to go. Like, I don't know how to, like, navigate Houston without my phone, okay? So, like, maps are very, you need to know how to read these things, okay? You need a map. You need a guide, okay? But thankfully, my dad was very proficient in reading maps. He was like, I think he was like an Eagle Scout growing up. He was, he was very good. He understood these things. He knew how to read them, read the maps. So thankfully, when I was with my dad, we, we never got lost. Okay, so let's fast forward a bit. Okay, that was in like junior high and high school when I grew up doing that with my dad. Okay, well, at this point, I'm married now. Okay. I had gone through high school, I had gone through college, and it had been, I think, like seven years, seven or more years before I had gone camping like that. And I had this bright idea. I said, hey, babe, let's, let's go camping. She, she doesn't go camping, okay? She, she's not a, she's, <laughs> she, she had never, she didn't grow up doing this, okay? Like at a campground, let alone going out in the middle of the woods with no restroom, no electricity, nothing. And so I was like, this is going to be amazing, Okay, so we had just celebrated our one-year anniversary, okay? So we had just celebrated that. We had, she had just had our first child. Danielle was like two months old, okay? And we're, yeah, I had this bright idea. And yeah, I know what I'm doing. I, do, I had grown up doing this. I, I'm a professional, right? Okay, so I know how to do this. I'm, I'm all confident and cocky. And like, I picked this trail, I, I, it was like three hours from our house. It was out in California, so we lived out west. And this beautiful, this beautiful trail, the reviews on it were amazing. At the end, the destination was going to be this beautiful lake. It was, it was going to be amazing. It was going to be exciting. I had talked up so much, she was even excited about that. Well... I looked at the map, and to get to the lake where we were going to camp, we were just going to do one night, okay, so two days, one night. We were going to hike there, and I looked at this map, and it said, like, it said that the, the whole trip was only going to be, like, four miles, okay? And it was, like, a fairly, it wasn't, like, an easy hike, but it wasn't, like, a killer hike. And I had hiked the Grand Canyon back in college, okay? I had done, like, a 17-mile hike in college in the Grand Canyon. I was like, man, we got this. Like, come on, okay? And so it was, like, four miles. I was like, that's a piece of cake, that's a piece of cake. We got this. So we started the hike. We're into it. Like the first two miles were, was nothing. It was easy. Okay. Uh, we're, we're in this for, for two miles. I think, okay, we're, 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 we're going to do the two miles. We're going to camp, have a great time, and then come back. It'll be awesome. Or so I thought. Okay. Um, it, it didn't quite turn out like that. Okay, I'm going to get to that in just a second. But let's talk about this battle that's going on in our own hearts and minds. The battle for our heart. God's way versus our way. We have, a, we have a knowledge. We have wisdom. We have things, experiences that help guide our decisions. And a lot of times we think we got it under control. But a lot of the times we don't know what we're doing. 
God's way versus our way. You see, our way in life starts with us as the guide, starts with us, our, our wisdom, our experiences, our knowledge. And in our mind, it works out every time. When we start a decision-making process, it works out every time. We're the hero of our own story. We're the hero of our own story. We're the guide. We're the hero. We, we're going to guide us through this decision process. And in our mind, it's going to work out and be fabulous. And we're the hero. And that's how I pictured myself with this camping story. That's how I pictured myself. This is going to be amazing and fun. My wife's going to love me even more. It's going to be just amazing. Well, we start this way because naturally all of us are selfish people. Well, we're selfish. We have selfish tendencies. We focus on our own wisdom, our knowledge, and our experiences and our circumstances in order to be happy, in order to be peaceful, in order to try our best to live a long life. Well, there's some negative results of living that way. There's some negative results of living for our way. Okay, verse number one that we just read. Verse number one, the Bible says, my son, forget not my law. Okay, when we decide to live in our own way and go our own direction, guess what happens? We forget God's word. We forget to follow his word, his written plan for our lives. Another word, if you look up this definition, forget, it means cease to care. I'm going to stop caring about God's word. Why? Because I care about myself. I, I, I got this. I know what to do. I know this decision. I know which career path to do. I know, I know uh, this financial decision to do. I know this relationship decision because I've got this. I, I don't need God. So we cease to care. We stop caring. We will, if we, if we go this path, we will struggle in our relationships with God and other people. That's just, that's just how it's going to be. When God's word and his mercy and his, and his truth aren't our priorities, everything in life will be a struggle. Let's continue reading. It says in, in, in verse, number, verse number three, let not mercy, another word for mercy is loving kindness. Okay, the loving kindness of God, okay? So let not mercy or love and truth forsake thee or leave thee. Hold on to love and truth. That's all that matters. That's all that matters in life is that we love God, we love other people, and we love his word. That's all that matters. But when we forsake those things to go our own way, when we cease to care, we're in for a big struggle. We're in for a big struggle. Verse number five, what else happens when we go our own way? Verse number five, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thine own understanding. Leaning on our own wisdom and strength. Leaning to, to, to rely on is what that means. The Bible speaks about this in another passage, Jeremiah 9, verse 23 and 24. It says, thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his, in his wisdom. 
Neither let the mighty man glory in his might, let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. God says, I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how, how experienced you are. Don't put your strength in those things. It's okay to be wise. It's okay to be smart, to have awesome experiences or wealth or whatever. It's fine. But don't put your strength and and don't rely on that. Still rely and glorify me. That's what God says. Verse number six. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. If we go our own way, if we lean on our own understanding, if we cease to, cease to care about God's word, if we don't care about love and truth, as a result of that, we are not going to be directed by God. We're not going to be, we're not, he's not going to guide us. A lot of times we, we run to this passage and we skip verses 1 through 4, go straight to verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not into thine own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. We think... Man, all I could do, I'm just going to trust God and he's going to guide my life. Okay, but we're missing something very, very important. We're missing something super important. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. We'll talk about that in just a second and what that actually means. But when we just skip verses one through four, we miss something very, very important. And when we decide to live our own way and our own wisdom, we're not going to be guided by God. It's not that he doesn't love us. It doesn't doesn't mean that he's going to leave us because he says elsewhere in the Bible that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Okay, I'm, I'm, at least in my mind, I'm a pretty logical person. Okay, so when I'm making decisions, I like weigh out the pros and cons and see what's better and what's not better. And if I make this decision, what kind of... And, and so that's how I think. And because that's how I think, I think I can do it by myself. Okay? But it seems that, like, God always has a different plan. I like, okay, I planned out my life. This is my five-year plan. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get this job, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to meet this person, and all these things are going to happen. But God, like, always has a different plan. It's like, it's like he's all wise or something. It's like, it's like he can see everything. I don't understand this. It's like he can see all of this. Well, it's because he can. Isaiah 55, 9, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. God is in control and he can see far into the future. He can see everything. So yes, his plans are always better than our plans, no matter how smart we are. Here's the point. Here's the point of all of this. Our way is consumed by one thing, and that one thing is us. That's you, that's me. Our way is consumed by us. That is a result of our heart not being aligned with God's heart. That doesn't mean that you don't believe in God. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. It doesn't believe that you it doesn't mean that you don't even know God. You're just not consumed with him 
And that's really what he wants. That's really what he wants. He wants our heart. I was reading, as I studied, was studying this week, a commentary. He said, the, the man said this, We may remind ourselves of Bible verses we have memorized, but even so, God's word can be pushed from our minds in the rush and bustle of life. Peer pressure, the demands of business, the hot lure of temptation, and other distractions can, can join forces to crowd God's word out of our minds. But when God's word is in our hearts, it will always hold center stage. See, we, a lot of times we, 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 we listen to these, these worship songs and we, we know these Bible verses and we come to church and our minds are filled with the right things. We know what to say. We know what to do. But we still struggle day after day after day. Why? Because the Bible a lot of times is up here, but it's not right here. This is the most important. We, we miss it. We miss it. Is God's word in your mind or is it ingrained in your heart or ingrained in who you are? That's what the heart is. The heart is who you are at the deepest level. That's what the heart is. The heart is, is what you truly desire above all else. Is that God? Is that his word? Is your heart consumed with the word of God? So here we are in this, this hiking adventure, okay? So we're hiking in the middle of the wilderness in this, this beautiful forest. And it's, it's absolutely beautiful where we are. The place is phenomenal. You can ask Raquel afterward. It was awesome, Okay. The trail is actually here for like the first two miles. It's actually surprisingly pretty easy, okay? And you got to understand when you're backpacking like me, I think I had like 40 pounds of equipment on my back and I'm trying to carry most of it. So Raquel didn't have to carry much because she didn't have a backpack. She was borrowing my dad's backpack. My dad is like 6'1". And like these things, <laughs> you're going to meet him in a couple of weeks. He'll be here. But you'll see, she's using his backpack. So it's like, it's like sticking out past her head like this. And we're, we're hiking. It's surprisingly pretty easy. Well, then, okay, the trail veers off to go up to the lake. Okay, so we're hiking. And then like all of a sudden, no joke, all of a sudden like the trail just goes like, hike, like, the, like this. And it goes like this. And we're, okay, and we're hiking, and we're like, we stopped hiking, and we started climbing, okay? Like, the, the, the trail disappeared, and it turned into, like, boulders. And we're like, what in the world? I remember, I remember looking to the side of this trail, and there were bones. They were animal bones, okay? But there were bones, okay? They were, <laughs> I don't know what kind of animal. Like, it was bigger than a squirrel, okay? Something like that, I'm like... Oh my goodness, like, what are we doing? And we started climbing, and I'm thinking, what in the world? This is supposed to be a, a short hike. And so we're like, where is this lake? We keep going and going, and no lake, no lake, no lake. And I see this boulder. Okay, let's get over this, and that's where the lake is going to be. So we get up there. There's no lake. Okay, so we keep going. So I'm like, okay, you stay here. And I, 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 put my back, I take my backpack off, and I run. And I try to find it. I couldn't find it. I just kept going and going and going. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I, I, I go back, I pull out the map, and come to find out, okay, what was supposed to be like a round trip, four miles, was four miles one way, okay? 
it was like a complete trip of like eight miles with somebody who had just had a baby. And I'm like, what in the world? Okay, so <laughs> this, okay, the problem was is I had a map, I had a guide, but I didn't read it properly. I didn't study it properly. And thankfully, we, we ended up just saying, forget the lake. We found a spot like right there, and it was absolutely amazing and had a good time despite the circumstances. But the point is this, just because we had a, we had a guide, we didn't read it properly. And when it comes to our lives, we all have a guide. We all have access to a guide. And that's God's word. But a lot of times, we don't read it, or we read it the way we want it to be read, and we, we twist things, and we try to make things fit our context. And that's not what God wants. That's not being consumed with the love of, and truth of God. So that hiking trip was fun, but it was nothing like I had envisioned. It was nothing like I had envisioned. And that's the problem with our way. That's the problem with our way in life. It never ends how we envisioned. It never does. So that's our way. Let's continue on and go to see what God's way looks like. Okay, so we have our way versus God's way. God says this, start with my wisdom in your heart and you'll gain peace, long life, and I'll direct you along the way. That's what this passage is saying. Consume your life and heart with me and I am going to guide you through life. And as a result, you're going to live peaceably with, 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 with man and with God. Okay? It says in verse number four, so shalt thou find favor Another word for favor here is the word success. So you're going to find success and good understanding in the sight of God and man. You're going to have good relationships with the people around you if you follow God's plan. You see, God focuses on our heart. It's, very, it's pretty interesting. The word heart here is used three times in five verses. Three times in five verses. Your heart is who you are, your innermost desires. Verse number one, don't forget my law. Your heart, not your mind, your heart needs to, needs to be kept by my commandments. To keep means to guard, to watch, to protect, to obey. Bury them deep in our hearts. Bury God's word, the truth of God's word into our hearts. Verse number three, our hearts need to be wrapped up in mercy or loving kindness and truth. Where do we experience that? Where do we experience the love of God and the truth of God? Where do we experience that? It's in relationship with him. That's where we get it. That's where we get to experience it. This is how it happens. It doesn't just happen that we have a successful life in God's eyes. No, we have a relationship with God. And how does that happen? Bind them about thy neck. Be, or in other words, be consumed with God's word, okay? Carry it with you always. Then thou shalt find favor or success, okay? So now, now that we understand that, now we understand God's process of focusing on his word, focusing on love and truth, and focusing on our hearts being consumed with that, now we can read verses 5 and 6, 
Now we can read verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Trust in the Lord, how? With all thine heart. Why trust in the Lord with all thine heart? What, what, if this is like the, the, these are the verses that we run to, right? This is the word, okay, if I trust, he's going to guide me. Why didn't he start the chapter? That seems like the most important part, right? Like trusting God. Why didn't he start the chapter like this? Okay, this is why this passage is so, is so popular. We're going to run to him, we're going to trust him, he's going to direct our, our step true, okay? We do need to run to him and trust him. Okay, but how did he start the chapter? Okay, he started the chapter by saying, engrave your heart with mercy and truth. Engrave who God is on your heart. Then you can trust him with all of your heart. When your heart is right with God, when your heart is consumed with, with love and truth, when your heart is consumed with God, you have a relationship with God. Then you can trust him with all of your heart. Your way versus God's way starts with a battle for your heart. And whoever, don't, don't miss this, whoever has your heart has your life. Whoever has your heart has your life. Acknowledge God in every way. Acknowledge God in every way. This, this part, I love this part, okay? Verse number six, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and then he'll, he shall direct thy paths. What, is that, what does that mean? To acknowledge him, that's an act of worship. In everything you do, in everything that you go through life, acknowledge the almighty God. Worship him daily. Worship him multiple times a day. Spend time in worship with God. And he will guide you. He will guide you. Very similar to Psalm 37, 4, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. This is another verse that's taken out of context, I believe. The, the emphasis here on this verse, delight yourself also in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. The emphasis a lot of times is that, man, if I love God, he's going to give me what I want. Okay, well, there's a problem with that, okay? The emphasis is not on, is, is not on what he gives. It's that he gives. He gives us the desires. He doesn't give us our desires. He gives us desires that he wants us to have. When we delight ourselves in him and we're in relationship with him and we love him, he's going to give us the desires that it's going to guide our life. He gives us new desires, a new way. His way versus our way. His way is always better. His, his ways are higher. His, his truth is higher. His truth is better. And he will guide us in our lives. So we see the struggle here. There's a battle. There's a, there's, a, there's a fight going on with our inner man and our inner selfishness trying to battle. But the truth is, you can't do this on your own. You can't do life on your own. You can try. I can try. What needs to happen is you need God's help. 
You can't succeed in life. You can't say, I'm going to trust God with all my heart and I'm going to do my very best to, to fully rely on him. But if you haven't given your life to him, you can't fully trust him. You need God's help. Life is a struggle. God doesn't want us to go through life on our own. He wants to help us. He loves us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Okay? He gave his son to give us this power, to give us access to the power so that he can guide our lives, so we can begin a relationship with him. We can't even begin that process if we don't know him, if we haven't trusted in him for salvation. So the question for you this morning is, have you given your heart to God in salvation? Do you know where you would spend eternity? None of us know when we're going to die. None of us know what's going to happen the moment we leave here. If we were to die today, if you were to die today, where would you spend eternity? Are you 100% sure where that place would be? It's a pretty scary question. It's a pretty scary thing to think about if you don't know 100% sure. And if you don't know that 100% sure, you can't fully trust God because you don't know him. Like I said at the beginning, we all want success we, we all want peace. We all want a long life. We all want acceptance by people around us, but there's a battle going on, a battle for your heart. Don't be overconfident and live in your own wisdom in understanding and forget the importance of God's word. Engrave on your heart mercy and truth and understand God's love. Understand who God is so that you can fully trust him because this is too important. This is too vitally important. Whoever wins this battle is going to be the guide in your life. Whoever has your heart has your life. Who's going to be the guide in your life today? It all starts giving our hearts to God in salvation and then every single day, trusting in the Lord with all thine heart. Let's pray. If everybody could bow your heads and close your eyes. Dear God, we're so thankful for this passage. We're so thankful for your truth. We're so thankful for your love. If you would keep your heads bowed and eyes closed, I just have a couple quick questions for you this morning. If you say, Tim, you were talking about there at the end of, like, if I were to die today, where would I go? I don't, I don't, I don't even know. Or I, I, think I, I think I know, but I'm not 100% sure. If you would say, I don't know 100% sure where I would go when I die. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? No one else is looking around, just me. I'll respect your privacy. I'm not going to call you out. I just want to pray for you. If that's you and you say, I don't know where I'm going to go when I die. Thank you for that. Honestly, you can put that hand down. Anybody else say, Tim, would you pray for me? I don't know where I would go if I were to die today. 
For the rest of us who do, who say, no, Tim, I, I am a believer in God. I, I, I have put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. If that's you, and you say, Tim, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling with, with fully trusting God, and I need help with this is all of us. Okay? All of us kind of need a reset here to fully trust God every day. Let's, if you say, would you pray for me specifically in this area to fully trust God every day? Would you raise your hand so I can pray for you? Amen. Thank you for those hands. Let's just take, take a moment. Let's pray. Pray there in your seats and just, just ask God to help you trust him more so that he can guide us because whoever has your heart has your life. Let's just take a moment and pray. Dear God, so thankful for your word, so thankful for your truth and how it can guide us. It can guide us in this moment to, to come back to you. I ask that if anyone's here who's, who's not saved, who hasn't fully trusted you or doesn't know 100% sure where they're going to go when they die, I ask that you would help them um, get that settled even today. Help all of us to trust you every single day, to walk with you in relationship with you. Please guide us and direct us in Jesus' name. Amen. Jaden, would you come and close us?